Our third reading is from chapter one of Matthew. Matthew's account of Jesus' life clearly identifies Jesus as the Messiah, God's promised king and dawn of hope, as well as the son of God. He wants us to see here the leader we crave, a, God, a good God mighty to save and set upon serving any who will receive him. So here we go, Matthew 1, verses 18 to 25. This is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he'd considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through his prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. Father, thank you for what we've heard about Jesus. Help us as we consider more about him to hear, to understand, to take on board what we hear. And we all do this for his glory. Amen. My name's Gary. I'm a member of the church here at Emmanuel. I once gave someone a present, and they gave it straight back to me. They didn't want it, and I took it back off them. I think that Joseph would have identified with uh, my intended recipient because he heard some news that I think he would have rather just given it all back, yeah? Change the situation, not wanted anything uh, to do with it. He'd learned that Mary, with whom he expected to spend the remainder of his life, was expecting a baby. And it wasn't his. So he was having none of it. His worldview, his religion, his desire not to expose Mary to disgrace was influencing him at that time. But one fact that he hadn't accounted for is that God had intervened in Mary's life. Okay, the baby wasn't Joseph's. But it was a gift from God. But look what happened next. I hope you can see um, well enough what comes up um, on the screen there. God intervened in Joseph's life as well. 
In a dream, he was told uh, not to be afraid to take Mary to be his wife because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. It's probably even more of a shock to Joseph. Although he was addressed in the dream as son of David and God's son, Jesus, was um, expected to be a descendant of David and indeed he was. And that was a bit of giveaway, really, that, wasn't it? But he was given a glimpse into what would happen. Mary was to have a son, and Joseph was to name him. And tradition at that time was that if a man gave a child a name, then it was like he was receiving that child as his own. So we're going to think about who he was receiving May not uh, be seen quite so clear up there. Um, Jesus, of course. The name Jesus means God saves, or the Lord is salvation. And Joseph is told that Jesus is to be given that name because he will save people from their sins. So Jesus is a salvation that God offers to us in human form. How's he going to do that? In one place in the Bible, we're reminded that all of us, all of us have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That's every one of us. That's you. And that's me too. The Bible shows us that Jesus, this son of God, took upon himself the punishment that every one of us deserves for the sins that we have committed. And he did that by dying on the cross for our sake, in our place. Such was the love of God that this little baby was to grow up to be a man and to die at the age of 33, nailed to a cross, guilty in the eyes of the world, suffering for you and for I, and loved by God the Father. We need to respond to that. Earlier in what we read, Matthew's Gospel tells us that he was known by another name. And did you notice that? It's right at the top there. Um, Jesus the Messiah. I can see that now. Jesus uh, the Messiah. So Messiah. What is Messiah? Well, it refers to the one who would come to fulfill the promise that God made through a prophet long before Jesus was born. This was that a suffering servant would die for the sake of us all. The coming of God's son Jesus into the world is a fulfillment of that prophet's words. Jesus came to serve to suffer, and to die for us. Messiah means um, the same as Christ. They're just two different languages. So when we talk about Jesus Christ, we're actually referring to Jesus, the Messiah, the promised saviour of God's people. You're here tonight, I guess, um, some of you, because you like singing, 
or listening to Christmas carols. I love the old carols. We actually had one. The third carol in uh, the service um, was God Rest Ye Merry Gentlemen. It's one of the oldest printed Christmas carol, <clears throat> excuse me, but it stands the test of time. Parts of it were even featured in Charles Dickens' novel, A Christmas Carol, when Scrooge is terrifying a carol singer with his foul temper. And the book goes on to say, at the first sound of God bless you, merry gentlemen, let nothing you dismay, Scrooge seized the ruler with such energy of action that the singer fled in terror, leaving into the fog and even more congenial frost. Basically, he found a warmer welcome out there in the fog and the frost uh, than he actually got from the old miser. But what did Scrooge miss by throwing him out at that point? Well, it's this. It's central to the song, uh, to the Christmas uh, event, and to the Christian faith. Remember, Christ the Saviour was born on Christmas Day to save us all from Satan's power when we were gone astray. Or tidings of comfort and joy. Tidings of comfort and joy because of what Christ has done. That's Jesus. That's the Messiah. Christ the Saviour whose coming was to save us all from Satan's power when we, as you and I, were gone astray. The Messiah comes to save and to give us freedom from all that separates us from God. In our Bible reading, Matthew writes, all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophets. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel. Again, that prophecy was perfectly fulfilled in Jesus. Emmanuel means God is with us. It wasn't just a name, it was a promise. It was a, a guarantee. And what a promise. What a guarantee. Have you ever thought about that? That this little baby that we celebrate at Christmas is God with us. Emmanuel, God with us. He's the promised Messiah. He's Jesus who will save people from their sins. He's Emmanuel. He is God with us. Both Mary and Joseph found that to be true, as did some people in Jesus' day, as do Christians today. God is with us. Let me ask you, do you know that for yourself today? And let me ask, if you're a young person here this evening, in all the excitement and busyness of life, have you made time for Jesus? For giving him the first place in your life? Or, like the early Joseph, are you so concerned about what 
other people may think that you're more ready to push him aside. Think about that. And think about what a difference that knowing that God is with you, Emmanuel, can make. Let me say to you, if you are a follower of Jesus here today, how's that for you? How's that going? Do you see the working of the Holy Spirit in your life as he did in the lives of Mary and Joseph? Do you see him enabling you to bear Jesus, that is, carry him with you to the people you meet, the people you socialise with, your family, your community, your workplace. Because as the saying goes, that's where the rubber meets the road. Are you fully aware that God is with you as you follow him? One translation of the Bible, interpreting God is with us, puts it this way. God has moved into your neighbourhood. God has moved into your neighbourhood. What part are you playing in God's scheme? What part should you be playing in that? What is God saying to you? And how are you hearing him? Maybe you're someone who feels that life has been really hard on you. Illness, bereavement, work problems, maybe loss of work, debt, Loneliness, relationship issues, whatever makes you feel that you can't get close to God. Well, there's some good news for you here tonight. Emmanuel, God comes to us. Emmanuel, God is with us. Emmanuel, God comes to you. Emmanuel, God is with you. He loves you so much that he does what we can't do is he lovingly and caringly comes to us. He makes the first move. He makes the first move. Don't overlook the Emmanuel, God, with you. Because he is. If you're someone who's not sure that you know Jesus personally, I ask you to consider that God wants to lovingly intervene in your life, as he did in Mary and Joseph's. He wants to be with you, Emmanuel. You see, Christianity is not pie in the sky when you die. It's life on earth, new life through Jesus' birth. And it's life secure forevermore. Did you notice that Joseph went from reluctance to recognition to receiving? Where are you on that continuum today? Maybe you've heard about Jesus but are reluctant to accept him. Maybe you recognise him for who he is but you aren't still sure that you want to follow him. Maybe you've heard about Jesus, have recognised him for who he is, but are still reluctant, haven't taken that first step of asking him 
to forgive you and to be your saviour from sin. And then going on to receive him, taking him as your own and committing yourself to living for him. Today, I believe the time has come for some of you to move along that continuum from reluctance to recognition to receiving. Is that you? Can you ask yourself, is that me? What shall I do about that tonight? Do I want to go on just as I am, living without Jesus in this world? Personally, I wouldn't like to be there in that tough, that unforgiving and often unloving world. The title of this message is God is with us, be with him. God is with us, be with him. And that's the best advice that I can give you today. Be with him. Think about that. Are you with him? Be with him. And God bless you as you make decisions which will affect your future destination. Let's pray for a moment. Oh God, thank you for Jesus. Thank you for all that he means to us, to so many people. Thank you for sending him to be our saviour, to be the Messiah, to be Emmanuel, God with us. Thank you that he is Emmanuel, God with me. Amen. If you want to talk about what you've heard, or even want someone to pray with you uh, about it, and, and there's no pressure whatsoever, then just quietly make your way to the front at the end of the service, or catch up with Ed, um, and make sure that uh, someone is there to pick you up at that point. So thank you all. God bless you all. Have a good Christmas. Thank you.